Hello, everybody, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Casey Muratori. I'm Anna Rutberg. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Casey Muratori. I'm Anna Rutberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Casey Muratori. I'm Anna Rutberg. You'll notice that if you repeat a very uninteresting part of something, it actually doesn't get any more interesting. That is the lesson from today's movie, which is Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Where <laughs> Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt are trying to go on a European vacation to the Louvre when, unfortunately, it is flooded with water, and this causes them to have a series of crazy hijinks. <laughs> but eventually they find all the artwork, and it's a, it's a wonderful is, the tour. The day is saved. The day is saved, and the, they find romance, and it's great. This movie was one of those movies where I would have stopped after the first five minutes if I didn't have to watch it for <laughs> Movie Club. <laughs> um, uh the movies in this month have been very watchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I The low point was probably Looper, but it's still quite a watchable movie. I, I didn't really like it that much, but there's you could, it's not a bad watch. And it the good stuff in Looper happens sort of more towards the end anyway. So it kind of gets better as it goes. So, you know, it rewards your patience in a way because the best part of the movie happens... At toward the end, yeah. T- sort of in the back half, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're you're. it's not like you're starting off strong and then it kind of peters out and you're kind of bored sitting there or something. It's the mm-hmm. other way around. Um, Edge of Tomorrow is the first one in the series that, that really I just, like, don't want to watch uh, because Back to the Future is great. Primer has issues right but it's like it's engaging when you watch it right it still kind of like holds my attention yeah and i'm not i don't really want to watch it again like i think i said but you know the first time you're just kind of wondering what's going on and there's stuff you know in it and i'm like you know it's watchable to me edge of tomorrow is the first one i just didn't want to watch i really just didn't want to watch it and uh it, it starts off really rough it's got this sort of green screened extremely low budget intro it's it's so low budget that I it felt like a fan trailer or something like it felt like something you would see on YouTube from just some kids who were like having fun. Well, you mean the, the like montage of like news news yes. like stories? Yeah. Um, it's the laziest storytelling you can possibly have. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, this movie is is another another one of those cases that we mention all the time where if you just cut that out, the movie is slightly better. Like, there's no need for it at all. It adds nothing. It's awful. Literally the next scene, there's like a giant map behind them of like the attack. Like, yeah. all you need is that. And in fact, you're probably more intrigued at that point because you're like, oh, like, okay, who are we fighting that's taken over all of Europe and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just basically every time that someone decides to do that at the beginning of a movie, it's unnecessary. I think in my, in my, way, that, in my way that I have to try and come up with an explanation for something, even though I just don't know why... I feel like my my pat explanation for why this happens, I assume, is that like they get feedback on the it's movie, studio notes, yeah. which is people going like, this yep. is bad. Yep. And they think that the way to fix it is to add exposition, but it's not. Like exposition never fixes a film, ever. It was bad. It was already bad for some mm-hmm. other reason. And when people tell you that like they don't understand what's going on or that something didn't make sense... That that's not because you didn't explain it. It's because the movie doesn't work very well. Mm-hmm. And 
I think this was true. Uh, the one data point I have is we know from the actual documentary on Frozen 2 that that literally happened. Exactly that sequence well, and of events because happened. This is such a this is a huge, big budget, classic kind of like dumbass Hollywood movie. Yeah. And you know that it's like studio notes, studio notes. Like that's all what this, everyone that's the probably kind had of their hand this in is. it. Yeah. This is this is that kind of blockbuster movie. Um. So first of all, I would say I'm probably not as negative on it as you. Okay. But it's definitely stupid. It's a definitely a stupid movie. Um. I feel like. They made some really dumb choices in regards to Tom Cruise's character, and I'm assuming that's partly because they wanted to have Tom Cruise play this character. Maybe. I, I actually read, I was curious about the original story, which is like a Japanese mm. um, novel, I think, like a, and then that was turned into like some mangas, I think. It's had like various adaptations, but I believe in the manga slash novel, it is like just a new recruit guy who doesn't know anything. And I'm like... That makes a lot more sense than whatever this was, which yeah. was like, it's like a media guy. And then they're just like, you're going to go fight, I guess. Maybe because they want it to be like a media thing. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I like the idea. I, I think this movie, like many that we watch, has has some stuff about it that I like in concept. I like the idea of taking a character who is extremely incompetent and doesn't know anything. Right. And watching them grow over the course of this right it's like cool that he does these things again and again and again and he gets really competent like he gets really good at this i think that's a really cool character thing to have happen to see a character's growth and i feel like tom cruise is just like the wrong guy for that kind of not to say he does a bad job with the acting or something it's just like they had to do all this weird stuff to like make you buy that tom cruise would be like not a new recruit or something. I don't know. It was weird. It was just weird. Well, I mean, again, my my assumption about the like sausage factory IP production process that these things go through is like my guess would be that they were just like, I don't know, this is Groundhog Day sci-fi, so you just have to make the same character from Groundhog Day. Which is exactly what they did. They made a media personality who is very shallow. And through repeating the same day over and over again, he learns to be better at whatever the thing is that he's supposed to be doing. In the case of Groundhog Day, it's to actually be like a more aware and caring person, Mm -hmm. which is a much more satisfying story. Yes, than just like, oh, you're a better fighter now. He's like a better soldier and slightly better person, but not really like in the sense that we don't really get a lot of content in this movie dedicated to that like the screen time is not really about that well i think it would be it would have been nice to to, if you wanted to take like the selfish character to selfless character thing he needs to that like he basically goes almost immediately to i have to save the world right like he he gets really quickly into that as opposed to like first he needs to be like i need to get out of here i need to save myself yeah and then like learn to to start caring more but he really quickly just goes like i have to stop the battle and save the world like i think that he has a lot of growth in terms of competence at fighting he doesn't have a lot of growth as a character like he's not really a character much well and also the so one of the problems <clears throat> is that the way in which the character experiences the day over and over again does not actually leave him any choices that we can see meaning he's just going to get killed no matter what happens and oddly so in the middle of the movie and if this was one of the most inscrutable aspects 
to me anyway, in the middle of the movie, there's just a scene of him like in Britain riding a motorcycle and he goes to a pub. There is like no explanation for how that scene occurred. Yeah, it's like all. I guess was the idea that he just wanted to see what would happen if he didn't go, if like what or what happens to the rest of the world, like if it, when the, the battle gets lost. But we have no idea how he did that because if he could have done that, then there is no explanation for why they had to solve how do you get off the beach. You would have just done that first and not gone to the beach because if you can go like out on a motorcycle, that would have been the faster way to go to Germany, I would think. Well, no, how do you, right? how are you supposed to get across the water? In the dropship that they stole in the end of the but movie. But that's what they, they, I was going to say, that's what they end up doing. So though. they have the ability this entire time to not, like, the whole front part of the movie only makes sense because you assume that Tom Cruise can't find any way off of the base. But then we find out there were lots of ways off the base. On a motorcycle, in a dropship, presumably any number well, of Well, I think this, this whole right? thing gets really ludicrous toward the end. Like, for me, I feel like I actually... I think the sort of like middle section of the movie is fairly well executed when he's trying a bunch of stuff and he's like getting better. There's like a sort of a, a, a period in that in there in the middle section, which I actually think is pretty well done. OK, when he's like before he's really good at fighting, but he's learning and he keeps redoing and redoing and redoing. I feel like they do a fairly nice job with that. Things then start going off the rails with like all the different stuff they're trying. And then at the end, like once they've once he's lost the ability to yeah. Go back. That's when things get really stupid because I feel like yeah. I, I feel like one of the things that's cool is like how things aren't easy early on. Like he just dies. Like yeah. which is kind of nice in some ways because in so many of these action blockbuster things, like people just don't die when they should, like many times, right? right? And it's kind of fun. It's like, oh no, like you actually die, right? When something that should kill you, it kills you. And then at the end it's like yeah, they're just doing all sorts of stupid shit and suddenly they're like invincible. And I'm just, I mean, I get it. It's just like a dumb blockbuster. But I feel like there were some interesting ideas in it that is unusual for a big blockbuster. I mean, maybe, but I didn't think there was very much creative in this movie. I think the time loop idea of, I mean, I guess it's not that original. It's like Groundhog Day, as you say, exists. I mean, it's literally just we yeah. made Groundhog Day where the guy fights, which is a worse version of the movie. Like, like. If it if there had been something creative about that, then maybe, but there wasn't, right? So I mean, it's I think literally it, it, just like someone said, well, we'll remake Groundhog Day and we'll put in fighting. And it's just like, that just makes Groundhog Day worse, as far as I can tell. Maybe there was a creative way to make Groundhog Day better by adding fighting, but making a worse Groundhog Day is hardly a creative idea. I just feel like it is fun, at least for me. I like the idea of exploring... The little the little changes that you might make, like the different ways that things would go. And it's like similar, but not quite the same. Like, I think that's kind of fun. It's a fun idea. And I think there's moments in this movie where it does a good job with that. But it's not really enough to, like, carry the movie. It still yeah. feels so stupid the whole time. Like, it just feels so dumb, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, I could imagine a good version of this movie where both so... In in the premise of this movie, I'm going to say something now, but I don't actually know if it's a premise or not, because some of the I would say this is a movie where some of the events are self-conflicting, meaning I don't think the things that are shown in this movie can actually all be true. So some of them are actually false. And I don't know which ones those are, is I guess what I would say 
unless I'm missing some key thing. But like, let's suppose that you had two sides in a battle and both of them reset time whenever their main hero dies. Mm -hmm. That just happens automatically for some reason, which is what's happening for Tom Cruise, right? And ostensibly, the other side also resets time when a quote-unquote alpha dies, except I don't actually know if that happens. No, I think they were trying to say that as long as Tom Cruise has the power, the aliens don't have it. Exactly. So that was supposedly true, because if that wasn't true, then we don't really have an explanation for why they quote-unquote wanted to get his blood by luring him to the dam and like stabbing him or whatever Mm -hmm. instead of killing him. However... If that was true, then it makes even less sense because we already know that Emily Blunt had the power originally and they never got it back from her. She just bled out and uh, like they they transfused her blood, which made her not have it. And then that was it. So they didn't get the power back at all. At the end of the movie, Tom Cruise also doesn't have the power, but then the Omega weird globule thing blue spews on him and he gets it back so obviously the power is not like a thing that is only going to one person at a time yeah, it's, I mean, no, the, it's like very confusing what the rules are of that thing and it doesn't concept, make sense the whole concept the the whole like the reason that this power exists is is stupid and like there's a part of me that's like, like the movie isn't really asking you to think that much about that. It's like I also don't think this was how it worked in the original. I I remember vaguely the original reading about it like years ago or something. I don't remember. It, so from what I just but there was like towers or something. There were like transmitters that made this happen. It was not like someone's blood. Yeah, or they something. were ca- like I think because I read the synopsis like last night and it's these things called like antennas and I don't yeah. know if they were physical antennas or I don't know. I haven't read the thing. It's not that different than what the movie is explaining. But it probably made more sense because usually those those sort of like uh, Japanese stories with the meticulous details, like Attack on Titan or whatever, mm-hmm. I tend to find that they don't, they aren't as sloppy for whatever reason. Maybe their standards are higher in general for this kind of fiction. I don't know. But like when I've seen ones that come, that, uh, you know, that are popular and that get adapted here, usually if you read the original synopsis, it it makes more sense and like the Hollywood version screws it up unsurprisingly. Right. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't assume that the Japanese original was broken. It may actually be correct. The ending of the Japanese one is also like completely different. Um, unsurprisingly, uh, but, but I mean, the original aside, because that's not... Because we, I don't, we know. don't know. Maybe don't it know is that. broken. We don't I mean, know that. Yeah, but we I'm saying, know. like, in general, it seems like they'd spend more time working out details in those things, and then we throw them away or something. Probably. Um, I mean, the idea of changing, like, the guy from being a new recruit, which he is, I believe, in the... Yeah. He's just a guy. He's just, like, probably a young guy who's, like, a new recruit and has never fought before, which makes sense, to Tom Cruise's character, which is, like, I don't even know why. Why did they do that at all? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. Really, no matter where the original source material comes from, Hollywood usually screws it up. I mean, I I remember a classic was the – so there's a famous children's book. The I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called Mrs. Wimby and the Rats of Nim, something like this. Oh yeah, yeah, the um, Secret of Nim. Uh, it's not called the Secret of Nim. Well, I believe the, the, the movie, movie is called the Secret. That's what of I Nim. mean. The Don Bluth movie. There's no magic in the original book, 
And it makes perfect sense the way everything works in the book. It's like very realistic. And the only thing that is different about the rats of Nim in the rats in the book, the rats of Nim, is that they were experimented on and became intelligent. They basically had these experiments on them that made them smart like humans. But other than that, they're just rats. And everything else in the world works the normal way. And it's a much better story. For some reason... In the Don Bluth version, there is a magic amulet that has telekinesis powers. And you're just like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, why is this in the movie? And it's so dumb, right? And so I shouldn't say that it's just when, you know, it's it's not even necessarily a cultural thing. It's just a, I think, it's an it might thing, be yeah. that, like, in general, like, a novel author is going to spend a little more time coming up with why these things work. And then the people who read it and write a script are just like, ah, who cares? Just whatever. I don't know. Tom Cruise hacks something with a sword and it's over. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly feel like the thought process was, well, we want to cast Tom Cruise because he's the big action hero guy. Yeah. He's going to sell us lots of tickets to this movie. And we can't. he's too old to be like a new recruit we have to sell him as something else right like some other reason that he ends up in the situation and they came up with this thing right i don't know but it's the the thing about that is that i don't really see that as a problem i know you you were sort of saying that's a problem it, i mean i think it's just like it's just the writing that's the problem it's just stupid like it comes off as like stupid and then like at the end when he wakes up at the be- beginning of i have no idea how that, that works yeah because I'm like, well, well, he's been waking up at the same time every time, except now he wakes up even earlier than that, and everything is different. Like, what? It's so, like, the Yeah, ending... somehow they've already killed the Omega before they ever went to the Omega. So that re- fact remains. It's so stupid. But the day resets everything else. It's so stupid. And you're stupid. just like, what? <laughs> no, like, that's why I think, like, for the most part in the movie... It doesn't ask you to think about the time travel. And so it kind of works. You're just like, whatever. He just loops the day. We get it. It's fine. Like. Right. But but when they try to, like, do anything else with it. Yeah. It gets so stupid. Like, I think it's like you say that Back to the Future thing of, like, the less I'm thinking about the time travel in this time travel story, the better. Kind of like the, the mechanics of it. And I think that's absolutely true in this movie, too. It's like, I can just buy that if you want me to buy that. That this is the day is looping. Sure. I'll, I'll accept that. Right. But like, don't make me think more about it because then I will buy it less. And the ending kind of like makes it makes you actually start thinking a little bit about like yeah. time travel. And that was that's like a huge mistake yeah. because you aren't actually thinking about it for the majority of this movie. You're not thinking about it as time travel. Well, it's not really time travel. It's not. It's like a loop. And you're just thinking it's not a loop. It's well, all, the you, you only reset. thing that go- it's a yeah. reset. It's the a reset. only thing that goes backwards is just your knowledge of what the previous loop was, mm-hmm. which is not nothing else is. I mean, it's basically is like, happening. It's right? like it's a very video game thing. It's like if you what if you had an extra life? Like what if you yeah. you you could die and then respawn? You basically. Just hit the continue button Y N right? Yeah, hit continue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the ending doesn't work at all. I have no idea what the. I don't even know what their explanation for that is. Meaning. It's less that I don't know if it makes sense and more just like they never bothered to explain why any of that would happen. They just kind of have it happen and you're just like, okay, I literally have no idea what you wanted me to believe the like thing was here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like why previously nothing that's ever happened in a time loop is still there when they go back when the loop resets. Yeah, I mean, it's, only it's, his yeah. brain, his brain is the only thing that doesn't reset, right? 
So why they would have all the aliens still dead after they did a loop when that's never happened before is not explained. So it's just like, well, when you kill the Omega, this magically happens for some reason, but we don't know why is not very satisfying. It's really not satisfying for something to happen at the end of a movie that's never happened before and was never suggested that it would. That's really kind of feels bad. It feels like yeah. a it's definitely like a Deus Ex Machina kind of thing that people tend not to like and I assume most people did not like about this movie yeah, but I, mean, I, don't I think know. it's that they just they wanted to ha- they can't have everybody die. They wanted to have a happy ending and so they're just like slap it on there. Just slap it on. It's fine. No one will care as long as everybody lives happily ever after, right? Like just I this don't movie know. this movie like cuz I think we don't watch this kind of movie very often. It's been a very long time since I have watched like a big budget Hollywood action movie. And I feel like I'm reminded why. It's just like they feel, they don't feel like movies or something. They Well, they, they're like their own kind of movie, I guess. Well, I mean, maybe, but like to be completely honest with you, I didn't, this didn't feel like a big budget action film to me. Maybe it did to you, but like, I mean, it's really kind of, not like there's very little in this movie there really are no set pieces there's just like one battle scene that plays over and over and over again that takes place in a freaking sand yeah, dune. Can I you say, can't we see also, anything we also have the same the, the avengers problem of like why does the action scene taking place in like a dark mud pit like why is that where we have things be set i don't know and then yeah. like the ending is super uninteresting the whole thing is super uninteresting like there's not It's not like a big, you know, it's not Raiders of the Lost Ark. There aren't like these big action set pieces that are really like engaging or interesting. It's just, it's literally just like some people made some tentacle monsters in like, you know, Maya and, and put them into a desert. I I don't, I don't know where the big budget is. Like nothing happens. They wear these suits that look extremely cheap and stupid and I, I mean, that Tom Cruise was in it and Emily Blunt was in it, who are both probably expensive, is about the only thing I can think of. I mean, it's a very effects-heavy movie, right? But not expensive effects. Maybe. Nothing is happening in this film that is difficult, right? It is literally just a bunch of explosions and cheap but that's, metal but that's stuff. What I'm, I guess that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the kind of movie, like, that's, to me, that's like what, like, Transformers is, you know? It's like... They're just but Transformers like, is way more expensive. Probably, there yeah. are in every shot in Transformers, there are very complicated speaking effects robots everywhere in every shot, yeah. right? In this movie, literally, I mean, you could just it's cacophonous. No one can even see none of these characters are talking. You can't see anything. It's not like, I mean, I'm sure it was expensive because they would pay because it was a quote unquote big budget movie. They're going to pay a lot of money and spend a lot of time making those shots. But they weren't they they did not amount to expensive, quote unquote, shots when you view them. All I'm trying to say is it is a big budget blockbuster Hollywood style movie. It yeah, that's all I'm trying to say. It's but, like, but I guess what I'm saying is it it isn't. It's like let's just make it that, but like with as cheaply as possible. They basically. didn't. I'm not even saying it was cheap. I'm just saying they didn't actually provide those things. I mean, even something like Avengers: Infinity War or something has way more shots that look like you needed to do a shot. Like there's. 
you know, all these weird locations on other planets and in other dimensions. Mm. And there's superheroes doing weird stuff and talking and turning into the Incredible Hulk. Like, all of those shots actually take a bunch of work. This literally was just, like, some guys in, like, cheap metal-looking suits on a green screen, which we then slapped explosions and nondescript aliens with tons of motion blur on them. It, it really it doesn't end up providing a spectacle in that same way. I, I it mean, doesn't, I agree. It doesn't even look like a cheap TV show. Like, anyway, the point is just that ostensibly this is a big-budget Hollywood action movie, but if you compare it to something like Transformers or you compare it to something like Avengers or you compare it to something like a Star Wars movie, even one of the crappy new ones, it's just no contest. I mean, this movie does not provide – it doesn't provide fantastic locales. It doesn't provide, uh, you know, fant- well, like fantastical creatures. It doesn't – it's nothing. It's a literal desert with some twirling well, it's tentacle monsters. it's not a desert. Monsters. It's a beach. It's like Whatever a sand it is. pit I don't in care. France. It looks like a desert. It's France, so it's not a desert. Uh, but – it's in the French desert. I feel like that's part of the part of the issue is like they've locked themselves into that a little bit because it's a time loop. But because of that, I feel like you need to do some extra work to like make it a more interesting location, maybe um, and find more interesting things to explore. I mean, they were like, let's have the big alien set underneath the Louvre. And I'm like, okay, that's like maybe an interesting idea. Like the Louvre looks cool. It's you can't an- see anything. But then they're like, yeah. no, it's at it's at night and everything is flooded. And then there's just a bunch of like garbage everywhere. And like, and we were even having issues. I don't know if it was HBO or our TV or something, but the scene was so, some of those scenes, the shots were so dark at the end that like the black, the, blue, the blacks yeah. were like looking blue and it was, you couldn't see anything. Which is weird on yeah. an OLED TV, too, because it yeah. was like, literally, never, there's no reason for it. We have not it, encountered that before on this not. television, so I'm wondering if it's like, I mean, HBO I don't know, problem, but it maybe. just like, it looked like crap. Like, the yeah. ending looked like crap, and like, I think, you know, earlier on, they were doing an okay job with like, coherent action scenes, especially since they had to replay them a bunch, so you had to understand, like, the ship gets destroyed, guys are dropping out, there's there's a there you know one of the guys lands and he gets crushed by a ship like yeah. we're understanding where things are a fair amount you know because sort of a, like enough enough but by the end it's just like who knows what's happening like it's right. total nonsense it definitely has that feeling which some movies get where it feels like they wrote something in the script and then when they actually went to execute it it doesn't really work like right like, maybe somebody thought that was going to look and work out differently than it did. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think some movies have that feeling where there's, like, this dissonance between what was what's written, like, what the if you were to just say what's happening versus what it looks like, it doesn't work. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, and I also... So, there are plenty of opportunities in this movie <laughs> to make something more interesting, right? And I think that most of the reasons why it's not interesting are because they didn't fundamentally understand how to shoot and edit an action movie about looping. Yeah. So the way I would have done it was I would have had a lot more of like you actually see working out the pattern so that it feels cooler. Like, in other words... You would see stuff like, oh, we do this thing and then it quick cuts right back to the thing and he tries the other angle and then like, you know, you have shots to him doing it. They do that, they do that right? a few times. They do that a few times. No, they don't. What they do is they just kind of show like a few rapid failures, but there's no, you have no idea what he's trying to do, right? There's no goal. 
Whereas if they had actually had stuff that's like, okay, what we're trying to do in this one is to accomplish X and we show like a bunch. In fact, you could imagine this being like, it would be way cooler if this was like a heist movie, for example. So, you know, like we're, we're trying to get into the Louvre and get this painting. You could watch like each thing happen. And, and so, for example, there's a time when they're walking into the, uh, the, I don't know if it's an embassy or something where the general is. Mm-hmm. And he does this like complicated series of moves so that they can go through it properly. That would have been a cool thing to have had more of the movie be about, like working out what those things are and seeing that being cool somehow would have been pretty important. And if you can't fundamentally figure out how to shoot that well, meaning that's not really working for you, which in this movie it doesn't. I think you just have to kind of scrap the movie, right? You have to kind of be like, this is not going to work. Yeah. Because, because that's the only thing that's happening in this film. And so if you look at something like uh, Groundhog Day, which worked fantastically well, they did a ton of this, right? They had a ton of these things where you got to see these little permutations and what he tries and why it doesn't work. And it's very satisfying because you know what he was trying to do. And you also see several of the branches. In this one, it's just like, here's an action sequence where he dies. Okay, here's another one where he dies. There was never really a sense of like, what was he even trying to do? I have no idea. I, I definitely agree because I think that's why I say like this movie has like I sort of like the concept and I think it's because of what you just said, right? Where it's like the idea of going back and trying stuff again. And I think I think some of those sections in the middle where he does like repeat stuff is kind of interesting. I liked that. I like some of the stuff where he dies, you know, he he tries to go under the truck Right. He tries to roll into the truck yeah. and he fails and he gets hit by the truck and then he does it again and it works. And it's like, I, I like that. I think that's when the movie is at its best is in the early part of him getting the power and the early stages of trying stuff. I think it does. the. I think it's the clearest about what he's like attempting to do. I think the farther along it goes, the more and more that the audience doesn't really understand what his plan is, because initially his goals are pretty easy. Right. It's like. I need to stop this guy from dying, right? Like, that's one of the first things he does is just like, okay, I'm going to push this guy out of the way. Or I'm going to try to save Emily Blunt's character, right? Because she's going to die. And like, or now I have to try to find her, right? And like, there are these like little little steps at the beginning where you understand really clearly what his goal is. And but, Vaguely. But I'm just saying, I think that's the section of the movie that does work the best for me because I think we do understand what he's trying to do and we see the things he's trying and failing. But, like, once he finds Emily Blunt and starts training, there's a point from there on, basically, where it starts getting a little bit, like, unclear what his goal is. I mean, like, like you said earlier, the scene where he rides the motorcycle or whatever, it's just like, why... Well, the, what's he doing? Like, why is he doing this? It you know, it's in the wrong order. So yeah. my 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 main complaint with this movie, in terms of like structuring the movie, if if we take out all of the problems that it has, you know, tactically, strategically, I don't think it makes any sense because at the outset of the movie, we're supposed to believe that this person is very self-centered and does not want to go to war. That's like kind of the setup. It's the only established. Like, in terms of what's established for this character, that's it. There's nothing else established. Like, he doesn't want to go to war in not, so much so that he tries to, like, actually threaten a superior officer, which in the army you kind of know probably isn't going to go super well. So, like, he's desperately doesn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. So the first... 20 minutes of time loop stuff in this movie should have been him figuring out how to not go to war. That's obviously what should have well, happened. As, as, we said, and, as we said earlier in the thing, 
when we're talking about character growth, I think I, I said basically exactly this. Like, he needs to f- start out being more selfish. Like, he needs to Correct. be trying things that are entirely just self-interested. We know he doesn't want to fight, so he needs to be trying that first. He never really tries that. He imme- he almost immediately goes into, like, the we-have-to-save-the-world exactly. kind of mental state. Yeah, And so he should have—the part with the motorcycle should have happened first. He, like, tries a bunch of stuff and figures out how to get off the base and leave on the motorcycle and go to a pub. And then right? he realizes it doesn't save—like, he's just going to die anyway because everyone dies if this battle goes wrong. Well, uh, sort of, except— in reality, I, in terms of trying to rewrite this film into a film that was good, I actually don't see the obvious way that you fix it. So basically, one way to look at this movie is you need Groundhog Day as a subset of this movie to get this movie started. But Groundhog Day itself takes an hour and 30 it's minutes. It's movie, yeah. Right? So... You know, like you said, it would have been much better if the person who this happened to didn't have this problem. So if you actually wanted to fix this movie as written, meaning this character is supposed to be self-centered, I don't know how you get out of that quickly. Because he needs to go to the pub first, and then he needs to have the realization that, like, oh, he can do anything he wants for this, you know, one day before the aliens kill everybody, right? And so he's going to keep doing all these, like things that he finds fun that he wanted to do totally self-centered right he's gonna do that for like 30 minutes right and that's what happens in groundhog day it's why groundhog day works so well and then eventually in groundhog day right he kind of it it burns him out he's like that hedonistic thing just isn't actually leading to anything productive and so i gotta start trying something else right and that I don't know how you allied that. I don't think you can get out of that in 15 minutes. It's got to be a half hour of this movie. And so I think initially they would have had to have done that. If you want this to be a satisfying movie, they would have had to have done that. And I don't know if you have enough time for the rest of this kind of turd to squeeze itself out if you don't – if you spend all that time. So I don't know. Maybe that works. Maybe you just well, do it, I think, but I don't know. I think part of it would be maybe cha- just change the idea of the character. Like yeah. it sounds like in the original story, he is a new recruit. You might you could just have his issue be confidence and right. yeah. and uh, like self respect and all these other things that because the movie's sort of about gaining competence, right? It's about yeah. like doing things many many times, learning from your mistakes, and getting better. And so like that's probably what you lean into with the character, right? You lean into. He's someone who's extremely fearful, right? Extremely scared. Or just doesn't want to practice would be another one. Like maybe that's just an aspect of his character. Like he's always kind of been a slacker, right? And it's like, and it's like he, so, you know, he was, his parents told him to practice the violin or whatever, and he doesn't do it or whatever, that kind of thing. He never does his homework at school, right? We established that this character just doesn't practice. Well, he doesn't do that, right? he's kind of like a loser right? at the start. Kind of a loser. And this is kind of the thing that forces him into learning to practice things. And he realizes he can really excel at something. He can he, actually yeah. get good, right? And so, yeah. And that's why I feel like, I think, I get the sense that the original story was more along those lines. Okay. I mean, I think it was originally, like, kind of a young adult novel okay which i feel like means that the character the main character is probably sort of like a young adult okay someone who is young and inexperienced and so i think that works a lot better than tom cruise who you have to try to sell like it's hard to sell tom cruise as like incompetent newbie kind of right i mean like he just doesn't come across that way he doesn't feel that way he can he can pull off like self-interested asshole but i don't think he would ever really pull off like bashful 
pathetic newbie. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't think it's as dire as you're making it sound. So I think that, for example, A Few Good Men would be a case where Tom Cruise played a character that would have worked here. Mm -hmm. It's still not it's it's basically someone who doesn't want it. It is the slacker guy. It's someone who always takes the easy way out, doesn't practice. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he, you know, ends up with a court case where he has to Mm -hmm. actually dig in and really work at it. Uh, and through events, like, makes him decide to do that instead of just brushing it off. The same thing would have worked here, right? You could have done it where it's like, yeah, he's not going to be necessarily a new recruit because, like you said, he's too old for that. Uh, he's, you know, he doesn't look like a young kid or whatever. But you could have had it that he's still, he's just been a slacker. That's what he does. The reason he does comms for the army is because it's easy. He doesn't have to do much work, right? And so he maybe he's not afraid of combat. That's not the thing. He agrees to be embedded because that sounds fu- easy to him because this is supposed to be an easy attack or something and he's not going to be at the front lines or whatever. And then that first day when he goes out there through some weird series of events, the alpha thing or whatever happens to blow up back behind the lines where he is and he gets squirted with the goo and now he's in that position of repeating the day all the time and has to actually become a participant. I think that would have worked fine. It would have worked a lot better than what they had here. Uh, and again, I think A Few Good Men shows Tom Cruise can do that, that character just fine. It's not that different from the character mm-hmm. he's playing here, just a different setup. Yeah, I mean, but I, <laughs> I kind of feel like you could, and you could have gone a totally different way, cast a younger guy. Who's, you could have also just cast someone else. But, but you don't get the movie funded that way. I think that's why they made those choices about him. But they didn't have to. But like, they didn't. They're... No, I I agree. Yeah. I think they made bad choices. Yes. I think that's why they made those choices, though. It's only why they didn't use the new recruit angle. Yeah, but yeah. there's no explanation for why they made the choices they did because they're not. They're there are so yeah. many other choices that would work with an older character that still create the same basic setup. That there's no explanation other than just laziness as to why you would choose these. Because they don't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I think there's other stuff about the story, too, that I like. It makes me wonder if I maybe would have liked the original one. I don't know. Because I'm like, I like, I kind of like that they introduced this um, badass woman fighter. It's like, okay, roll in your eyes, right? Like, oh, just the super powerful woman or whatever. But then it's like... Makes perfect sense why she is so powerful, right? Because right. you see exactly what happens when someone can repeat the day. They become exceptional. Right, right. And I'm like, I love that. I love that sort of reveal of like, oh, no, she had the power too. It, it explains why a character would become like a symbol like that. I feel like yeah. that was pretty a pretty like well done sort of idea. Well, yeah. And they also, I mean, everyone is in powered battle suits. So there's no particular reason that you need to be, like, a large person. You can have a tiny Emily Blunt, who in theory could be very good at fighting because, as far as we can tell, the human inside the suit is fairly irrelevant. Like, they're everything's mechanized. So it's like it's like piloting a drone or something, yeah. more or less. Well, but it's just right? that, that thing so of, So she like, certainly could be extremely good at physical combat, even though she's tiny. This is true for male characters, by the way, as well. It's true for any character that's just, like, exceptionally competent for no obvious reason. I think it's more interesting to have a competent character who has, like, a reason why they're competent. Yeah. Well, one way to say it might be that characters with more steps are more interesting than characters with less steps. Yeah. I can draw a pretty easy uh, analogy there that maybe illuminates that, right? So, all things being equal... You know, Wolverine is more interesting than Magneto 
in general because so the guy's actual superpower that he was born with was just that he heals quickly but then he went through these kinds of experiments and he ends up having these like claws you mm-hmm. know embedded in him and of course that 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 right so it's like it's more complicated yeah. how he ends up being the superhero he is whereas if you're just born like superman is kind of boring he just kind of has all this stuff and there's really no yes. there are no steps to it it's yes. just like he has x-ray vision or heat vision or flies why does he fly? Eh, he just does, right? And so, you know, in this case, like you're saying, it's a little more satisfying because there are some steps. It wasn't just like she's just really good at fighting. Right, Here which you is go. initially kind it's of like, what you're, you're expecting, right? You're just expecting yeah. that, like, she's just really cool. Yeah. Um, it's like, no, she actually, like, was just another person in one of these suits. But then she got, got green gooed. I'm sorry, blue gooed. And then, you know, practiced a bunch of times and now, and also knew exactly what was going to happen in the battle so she could be way more effective than everyone else. And there you go, right? So, you know, when you add steps, it just gets better. Yep. Yep. And it's not to say that people don't obviously still like the other ones, right? But, sure. you know, all things being but equal. But it can feel really unearned and kind of like cheap. Sometimes I think if you just if you just say somebody is amazing. And it's just boring. It's just it's more boring, boring yeah. right? It's not as interesting. Yeah. And it it just makes it less – it makes it <clears> – <throat> in a way, it makes it more samey because yeah. most superheroes are just like, I don't know, he got bitten by a radioactive spider and now he's Spider-Man. It's like, yeah, it's oh, like really? Suddenly, there... suddenly you're competent yeah. and it's like it's more interesting to see the growth. And in her case, we don't need to because we've seen his and we understand right. what she experienced and why she would be so good, Right. I think that's good. Like, I like that in this story. Yeah. I think that's well done. It's in a movie that, in general, is pretty stupid and doesn't have very much about it that's very interesting. But I think there's a there's a couple things in it that I, I think are, like, okay. I don't think I have much else to say about the film because, mo- well, I guess I could say a couple other things while we're talking about stuff that doesn't work. I, I don't, nothing in this film really worked for me. I would say it was pretty much a complete fail. I, I can't think of any. I can't think of anything in this movie that I liked. I thought it looked cheap. I thought the effects were lousy. I thought I agree the, with that. It looks I, it looks crap. I thought the scenes were boring and uninteresting. They're just a bunch of explosions and tentacle monsters swirling around. I agree. Uh, there's no satisfying science fiction in it. It's all highly derivative and very boring in that respect. Nothing interesting happens with the time loop. It's just a loop. And the only things that do happen with it don't seem to make sense. Like, we have no idea why the day resets at the end when the thing blows up and yet all the aliens are still dead when it does reset. Makes no sense. Mm -hmm. So all that's bad. I would also add that the relationship between Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt also doesn't work. I don't understand even what's supposed to be happening there. Like, at one point, they have a discussion on a car ride where... Like, apparently she told him a fake version of her middle name. And then later when she dies at a farmhouse, she tells him her Dude, real. Dude, I almost started laughing when she's like, my middle name. I was I, I seriously almost started laughing. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, she's an incredibly aloof and standoffish character. 
If she didn't want to tell him her middle name, she just wouldn't. Why would she make up a fake middle name in a different time loop to tell him? It's not like they met at a bar (laughs) and she gives him a fake phone number. Like, it's like there's no reason for her to do this. And then there's no reason for her to tell tell him the real one later when she's going to die. It doesn't make any sense. It's so dumb. It's like the worst, laziest writing. I do not understand it. And so none of that stuff works. The I would only- also say they don't really have chemistry. They don't have very good chemistry. It didn't feel like it, no. So the one thing that I thought worked okay there, th- like the one thing where I was like, I actually thought that was okay, was when he knows how she likes the coffee. Mm-hmm. Was that was it? Because I realized of... it just before she realized it, and that was satisfying. I was like, "Oh, he's done this before, and he's actually sand like sandbagging right now." That was the one thing that I thought this movie actually did something interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it was a nice moment because she realizes, and and her yep. watching that realization on her face is well yep. done. No, I think that was it, and I can't think yeah. of a single other like I literally can't think of a single other positive thing to say like, about this. Film. I feel like this concept, like that's that's an example though of this concept having a lot of potential for interesting character stuff. Yes, and I think as so many movies that get bogged down with action. You know, because you're using the example of Groundhog Day. It's not an action movie, so it has more time to just spend with character. It's about character stuff. This movie's not about character stuff. It's about beating up aliens. And so... Except it's not. But, I mean, it's it spends a lot of its time doing action. And but it doesn't... But it's never about beating up the aliens, which is... Well, sure, is, but it's, right? I'm just saying what it, what it chooses to fill up most of its time with is action and not... I mean, it's it spends some time with characters like that that scene, and I think that scene was okay. But it's like it's I don't know. It's like I don't I don't think so. If you actually count up the amount of time that this movie spends on actors, it's actually kind of low. Like there's we see Bill Paxton giving the same speech for like 15 minutes yeah. of this movie. Like it's not that it's not spending time with its characters, it's that it has no idea what to do with them. Yeah. We spend a, a tremendous amount of time. How many times do we watch them all in the dropship before it blows up saying stupid crap to each other that no one cares about? I mean, this movie spends a tremendous amount of time on its characters. It just has no idea what to, to have them do. Yeah. No, it's I agree. Not, it doesn't it there's doesn't There's very ha- little action in this movie. Most of the quote-unquote action is just Tom Cruise looking around in a desert while shit desert. blows up. That's it. There's the, he, he's not even usually working on anything. He's just kind of running around and like ostensibly, I guess he got a little further this time, but we don't actually see in practice a interesting thing happen where he like figures something out. Well, I, I, it just sure, kind of happens implicitly. Sure, but it's it doesn't really care about what the characters are thinking or experiencing. It's more interested in like, how do we get from A to B, like physical place in 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 an action-y way. Like, it's more concerned with that, I think, in general. So the other thing... Let me point out another thing that I just realized sucked about this movie. Because, again, the action, I think, was awful. So another thing that I think really sucks about this movie is there's, like, tons of these little tentacle monsters that swirl around all the time. That's just kind of the central key of the movie. And one of the things that is, like... You know, nobody believes Tom Cruise when he, like, tries to tell them that the aliens know that we're coming, that this invasion is coming. What is the idea, like, what would the aliens be doing differently if they did or did not know you were coming? As far as we can tell, there's just aliens that sit around all over. 
everywhere. <laughs> what difference does it make if they know you're coming? What does that even mean? Like, they didn't know they were coming to the Louvre, but they just have aliens everywhere that attacked them. So I guess, what, I mean, did they, were, what are they talking there about? Weren't, there weren't probably as many aliens It looked like there were. There were so many aliens that they covered the entire river and were, like, coming down in this giant wave. I'm like, what were you... What were you expecting well, to find on well, the beach? I mean, it makes sense that there would be a fair number of aliens protecting the Omega. On the way to, like, they, they spend a whole like long period of time just driving on the highway and no aliens bother them. So it's like they're definitely not just everywhere. Like, they, they you know, are... But they're everywhere that they want to be. Meaning when you walk up to them, there's just tons of them and they just start shooting at you immediately. So... Like, the notion that there was some potential for a surprise attack, A, on what, I have no idea, and B, what, if your plan was you drop a bunch of people and they walk forward, well, that obviously doesn't work even when they aren't expecting you, so what are you talking about? To be honest, it seems like the strategy with these aliens should not have been an offensive, like, let Europe go and just like use you know use yeah. your people in your mecha suits to keep them from spreading any farther. Like the idea of an offensive in this situation doesn't make a lot of sense because these aliens are so much more powerful than you are. And what are you trying to prevent? Right? They never explain what they were attacking. They're just like I don't know. Like because you're Nor- just trying to kill them. But then why do you need people in mech suits anyway? Like we have nuclear weapons and. Okay, so this is another thing. This is my yeah. See, th- th- you can't start thinking about things. Oh, but in this I can <laughs> actually. Right, you just bomb them. From we we already don't send people in when there's something you just are trying to explode. Right, if you because everybody there's no humans left. Like they're all dead. So there's nothing but there's nothing there. Yeah, and everything everything already got destroyed. So you're like not probably even trying to sal- salvage like yeah, it's just landmarks like, and and historical stuff. It's like it's already destroyed. And the people who are left, like the British, the Americans, the Chinese, and the Russians, are all nuclear powers. So they could just launch all their ICBMs, and the just entire thing Europe. would be destroyed. And like you're going to destroy the Louvre, right? If you launch nukes at all, yeah, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's the point, right? It doesn't make any sense. But let's talk about the other thing. That's like this is. The thing that is, the way you know, like the the touchstone, this is how you know that the writing has hit the ultimate lazy point. Uh, and it's, it's in so many movies. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's one of those things where you're just like, the people who are writing this do not fundamentally think anything through. It happens in uh, The Last Jedi. It happens in... Pacific Rim, it happens in this film. It's like, I'm sure there's a ton I'm not thinking of, but it's this super common thing. You have a weapon which you could just use, but for some reason, the only way in your world that anyone ever thinks to use it is when they will kill themselves. So in this movie, there's a detonation device that blows up like most of the aliens in your vicinity. Instead of throwing this thing... Or launching it from a gun, the only thing this army has thought of is strapping it to a human. It's like the suicide bomber yeah, army. because it's like, okay, yeah, say you know it's in the Louvre, just shoot, like, just just drop a bomb on the Louvre. And they have these things they strap to the, like, like a dude, like, blows himself up, right? Mm-hmm. And it blows up all these aliens. Just leave... Put a timer on it. Do you guys have any 
idea about how timed detonation works, like things we already have in our world, right? As soon as they find out that this thing is on the in the Louvre, you know, there's a better way than just sending some dudes in. There's like yeah. they have a dropship. Presumably they could have stolen a couple big missiles and just launched them at the Louvre. And that's probably sufficient. I mean, maybe not. Well, but, but I mean, in order to... It seems ex- better than sending down a couple guys. But we also just don't know why, in general, the army isn't using tactical missiles anyway. Yeah, it, it, it's... Like, cruise like, missiles are just somehow not being used, but we don't know, have any explanation for why. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I in, I remember reading in the in the story, in the, like, in the the book, they use, like, a sword, which she does use as, like, a sword in the first fight. Apparently, like, that's actually more standard... They use, like, bolt guns and stuff because they end up running out of, like, ammo if they don't have weapons that are less, like, ammo-dependent, apparently. So okay. the the in the story, they tend to use, like, bolt guns and, like, you know, sword-style stuff. Although she, or she uses a sword. Maybe other people don't. But anyway, there was more thought, obviously, put into the tactics. Whether or not they make sense in the real world, you know. But this movie is, like, machine guns and, and it's like they're using... Other weapons that are familiar to us, right? Like, I think if you're just going to, if you're going to say, step the story, like, slightly out of reality and say we're using, like, bolt guns and swords and, like, there's a reason we have to fight these enemies with these things because of whatever, right? Like, bullets don't work against them or traditional weapons. Like, maybe, like, the farther you pull it from reality, I think the more that we can buy that you're not using more traditional weapons yeah but because this story is like no we're using like classic kind of weapons like machine guns and stuff and yeah we have cool mecha suits but like we're just shooting missiles and stuff yeah like, they literally are shooting short range missiles out of their okay. packs. Yeah. yeah so it's because it's like because of that you wonder yeah like where where's the air support where's the the missiles where's the the bombs like it's and we also weird. know that the enemies do not have any kind of advanced intercept technology because they literally fly airships to the battlefield before they get shot at. So incoming warheads would already be in detonate. Like, where those airships are are where a nuclear bomb would just detonate, like, to already blow up the entire zone, right? So they don't have any interception capability either. I understand why our ragtag bunch of heroes doesn't maybe have access to, like, a bomb, right? That makes sense. But, um... Anyway, it's just, yeah, the overall tactics that humans are using against aliens throughout. Don't, make, any don't sense. make sense. So you would have have to have done the work of, like, maybe they did in the book, like, explaining why they're fighting differently than, tr- like, the way we're used to humans fighting. Yeah, you need to have some explanation of why a dropship gets through, but a cruise missile doesn't. Like, doesn't yeah. really make much sense, right? Um, if you like had maybe had there's no like aerial... a shield. There's, like, a, there's certain types of shielding that blocks all sorts of ammunition. Yeah, exactly. So... We can fly through it, we can pass through it, but we can't take, you know, we can't fire into it. So we have to bring bolt guns and swords and, like, stuff like that. Well, or just you can't fly. Like, there's, like, aerial things get shot down yeah. or something. So you you go on boats, right? Like, then, then you're okay. Because now, like, you know, although we do have cruise missiles that are basically surface hugging. So I don't know. It would be pretty hard. I don't know what you That's could So you with. have a force field that doesn't allow missiles and stuff. The to, like, hell does that through. mean? That doesn't make any sense. Why would a, why wouldn't a missile can't go through, but a boat can or a, a human I, can? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Maybe if it's like Terminator, it's only organic things go through it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like if it's a if it's a weapon. I mean, whatever. I don't know. I'm yeah. just saying. Like, there's you could have you could have even tried those to... things don't work though. Like Pacific Rim tried that, and it still didn't make any sense because they're just like, oh, so you have to like have 
uh, kaiju material on you to get through this portal thing. And just like, then put a bomb in that. <laughs> just stuff a bomb in the kaiju material and send it down, right? You don't you don't have to go through yourself. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, it's right? like we, it's that con- it's that thing of like, you know, at the end of the day, you're telling a story. And you you need to have your main character present at important parts of the movie. And like, yeah, maybe the most logical thing is that we do something else. But sometimes a story, it doesn't, the most logical thing doesn't happen because it's a story. But that's the job. You just have to try. Yeah, I mean, you have to try to do the work to make it so, you know, at the bare minimum, the audience just doesn't think about that, right? Like, is it, it's, it's, well, that's the job. That's why it's yeah. supposed to be a job and a job that you actually that that you're getting paid to do. And that's hard is that's what writing is supposed to be. Right. It's not supposed to be easy. And you can see there are so many techniques for working on this. Right. One is to actually come up with logical reasons why things would happen so that there aren't all these weird things that the audience is wondering about and confused by. But another one is like the back to the future route and to say we're going to make this movie so that the climaxes don't hinge on blowing things up so the audience doesn't have to care about what the rules are for munitions right Mm -hmm. that's the back to the future route it's like yeah we're it's not about the time travel get the science out of the way we're just going to focus on these characters having to do this kind of cool thing that's unrelated to this to the thing and so you know you could have imagined a version of this movie where you did that it's not about blowing things up anymore right we we shift the focus away from that so now you're not constantly wondering why they didn't just freaking launch a missile right yeah i mean i i also think too it's like endings where it's literally just like we have to blow up the bad guy are like boring very boring because we watch movies for characters like we lit we that's the whole reason humans like stories is because there's other people in them experiencing things like you know the spectacle is absolutely part of it but i think fundamentally like humans like stories because there's humans in them and so i think it's kind of always a mistake to to think that the most important part of your movie is killing the the big alien, right? Like, yeah. that's not the thing that's going to feel satisfying. The thing that's going to feel satisfying is, like, your hero, like, whatever's happening with them. They can go kill the alien, right? But that's not the interesting part. The interesting part is what's happening with your character, so- right? Uh, we saw a version of this in The Last of Us that actually worked quite a bit better, right? Yeah. Which is that in this movie, right, we have a time loop, and one of the obvious things you could do with that time loop is the hero at the end has a choice. They can either end the time loop and save humanity by blowing up the Omega, but Emily Blunt's dead. Mm -hmm. Or he decides to just kill himself so she doesn't have to die and he can just keep looping. That's... That's what The Last of Us was, basically. It was like a uh, spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler. Right. Spoilers for The Last of Us, which you should, for the you, last should, of you should totally watch if you haven't seen it. It's really good. I really um, Or play it. the game, either one. Or play the, the game. Same They're story. the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's like, hey, a person has to decide whether or not they're going to save humanity or save a person they care about. And you're in, you're invested in what the decision is going because to be. It's, it's a character decision. It's a character decision. It has far-reaching consequences. Right. But it's it's about our main characters. Like it's yes. entirely about that. And and it's so impactful and powerful because, because you of that. want to know what decision they're going to make yes. beforehand. It's not yeah. it's just not a sudden thing, right? It's, no, like, it's something we've been thinking it's about. Something you've been thinking about. Yeah. 
And then you want to see what that decision actually is. In a movie like this one, there's no decision making. There's no choice. It's not interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're not waiting for anything. Mm -hmm. We're not looking forward to see how this character will decide this. We're not invested in a choice they're going to make. There is no choice. Mm -hmm. It's just like, this is just what's going to happen. And then it turns out that everything works out happily ever after anyway. Mm -hmm. So no matter what choice the person made, it was fine, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the ending of like, oh, you don't have to sacrifice anything. It's just not interesting. It's not interesting. And so, you know, it feels like just a giant deflation yeah. at the end of this movie because yeah. you're like, well, there wasn't anything we were working up to. It didn't matter at the end. And it turned out the entire movie was like dropping some grenades into a mall and watching it explode. It's like, why am I sitting here for this? Why do I have to sit through two hours f- for that? Right? And it's like, no reason. So I, I do think that, you know, yeah, you can look at The Last of Us. That's an example of the same the same basic structure where in this movie you could have had that exact same f- fundamental yeah, social choice. In fact, they almost do it. Yeah, because like he he's struggling with that. With yeah. like he you know he builds this relationship with her and he realizes that he doesn't yes. want her to die. And I think that could have been a really interesting climax. It could have been a really interesting climax, yeah. but they just don't do it. I think that's part of the big Hollywood blockbuster problem too. Is there's it's not the kind of movie usually where you're going to find like a bold choice that might upset some audience members because like they're trying to make it as universally appealing as possible. And in doing that, I think sometimes you make things pretty bland because bland food is like the thing that most people will eat. If you make it too spicy, yeah, you know, for a certain group of people, that's like mm, perfect. But like right. you lose a lot of people. And I think it's like Hollywood movies, big blockbuster Mega Hollywood movies are bland. I mean, are they? I think it's not that they have to be. I mean, I think we've definitely seen examples of pop, very popular things that aren't bland. It doesn't. It's not like they have to be. I think just sometimes there's a fear with these like studios. Maybe. I mean, but the the actual evidence seems to point the other direction. I mean, did you have trouble selling copies of The Last of Us? Because I don't think you did. You know, but that's what I'm saying. So, I, think, I, I don't think it's necessarily a reflection of how things are, are in reality. Yeah. I think it's a reflection of how these studio Maybe. executives feel sometimes. Um, I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I, I don't know. I, I don't just, have any I, insight into that. I, all pro- I, like, I don't know like, how these decisions Movies like this are, you know, there's like a couple, there's three writers listed on this movie, yeah. but like, I don't know that. You can like who that means knows? there were at least three. That's right? what I'm saying. Like, who <laughs> knows what the process was and how much interference there was? And like, like yeah. you can't look at these movies like the same way you would look at like a Martin Scorsese movie. Like, right. they're just not the same. They're like a totally different type of product. Right. I don't know. It's just like it's not a piece of art, really. It's like a piece right. of it's a product. Right. And they you can that comes through to me at least. It's like it doesn't. It feels like it's made by like committee that people were wanting to like brush over things that might have been difficult and just make it generally appealing and like everybody lives happily ever after and nobody comes out with a bad feeling and i don't know it's just like all the edges are removed and it's just like this really forgettable experience at the end of the day yeah despite having had to sit through the same scenes countless times they are all still forgettable (laughs) yeah anyway i think we've probably gone on long enough about this movie uh so yep not good. Not good. Thumbs down. The other three movies at least had interesting things about them and, and parts of them that were well executed. This had 
very little about it that I would say was positive. I mean, I, you could think of this movie as if you took the worst parts of Looper and the worst yeah. parts of Primer and put them together. So those two movies both had good parts to them as well. Yeah. And and then they had some failings that I think made them movies I don't super love. If you just extracted the failings. So from Primer, you take the fact that you don't care about any of the characters and they're not really very well established. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the tech all is good and, mm-hmm. you know, clever. Uh, and then from... Uh, from Looper, you take uh, the fact that like none of the stuff work, like it Makes all sense. doesn't really yeah, work. Yeah. Uh, right? You combine not caring about the characters with nothing working, and you get Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> right? So it's kind of like the two previous movies also had some of these problems, but they also had strengths. And the interesting thing about Edge of Tomorrow is it has almost no strengths. It, it comes none. in with almost, almost nothing. It, I think. I think what it might have is uh, maybe some interesting source material. Like it gives me the feeling that maybe I the would enjoy the original may have been good. Like I, yeah. it, it come away with the feeling that uh, maybe I want to go read that original book, book or yeah. uh, or the manga based on it because yeah. m- I can see a version of this that I like. There's like an echo of something exactly, that may have been exactly, good. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But the movie itself is not good. So anyway, I think that's it for Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, and that's it for the month of May and Time Travel Month. I think by the time this goes up, the poll should be done, and we will have determined what next month is. But, as but we of, don't know yet. As of the recording of this podcast, we don't know yet. So anyway, there'll be a post about that really soon with the schedule. Okay. We'll let you know. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in June. Well, now I'm excited. I know what I'm going to watch next month. I hope it's good. I hope so, too. We'll see. I hope it's better than it should Well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, everybody. Bye.